I thought it would be easy. It was easy, in a way. It was very easy. It was not what I wanted to do. And I had done it. My head swam. My vision swayed as my eyes throbbed to the beat of my heart. My nose was clogged. I snorted a hundred times over to try and clear the blockage. I finally did, and then was confronted with the smell. It wasn't so bad, at least not yet. It would get bad. Very, very bad. And I would have to take a shower. Yes, I was thinking about taking a shower as my top priority. That was ridiculous. No, my priority couldn't have been burying him either, nor could it be cleaning the scene. I was going to prison, that was for sure. I would be there for the rest of my life, unless I... No, no, that was almost as bad of an idea as touching the book. Every single thing that had come from that stupid, damned thing was bad news, even if it might be useful. No. The first thing, the only thing that I had to do was find another resting place for it. But where? I had prepared a safe for it back in my apartment. But the police would bust into that, surely. And they would find it, look past all the warnings I stapled to it, and read. How long would it take for them to understand? They'd be in a better position to control it, surely. But who knew what lay on the next page? I kicked Matt's body for good measure. I could bury the book, but then it would get caught in the spring rains. And then... And then... Nothing was on the table. It was lost. I kicked Matt's body again. The fool, the idiot. And to think I, I liked him at some point. Some point days, no, hours ago. Not so long after all. I wish I hadn't. I wish you had just been smart enough to... But he was dead. His mangled corpse was just laying there at my feet, slowly drooling blood onto the ground. I kicked him again. Nothing I could ever do could bring him back. And if there was something I could do, why, he'd just go reading that damn book again. Idiot. Fool. Demon. My friend. And I killed him. And the book was still there. That damn book. That damn book was the cause of all of this. Why couldn't it have been me who found it, and not him? I would have figured it out a whole week earlier. And then... And then... So very little of this would have happened. The thing that should not be would be resting in a vacuum-sealed safe, doing nothing except existing. And the rest of us would be safe, too. That idiot. And he didn't catch on. That was the thing. And then when he did, when I threatened him with his life, he went and read it anyway. There was something else out there now. What was it? How bad was it? I wanted to know. I wanted to see what I had killed him over. What he had killed someone else over, no doubt. Idiot. No, I had been right before. Demon. I simply never knew him. I knew him by his charm, by his willingness to chat with me, hang out with me. 
I knew him by his mask. And where was my mask? Now and forever, I wouldn't have a mask for anyone. I was a killer. I could try and don the mask of a savior, but it was wrong. I was wrong. No hero killed anyone, let alone their friend. I shouldn't have shouted. It felt right. I, I was angry. My blood boiled hotter than it had been thrown into the sun. Maybe I could have... He kept to that book like a mother bear after her cubs. But a mother bear could lose her cubs without herself dying. Maybe I could have... And yet, I hadn't. I'd seen one too many tragedies on the news, had one too many arguments. I had tried every avenue possible for redemption. Redemption had failed. There was nothing left but violence to save us. There he was, and here I was. One of us dead, both of us condemned to hell. There was a knock at the front door. It was faint, kindly. The next was a bit more aggressive. Then a flurry of blows pounded against the wood. So soon. Who would have even contacted the police? I checked my watch. Matt was late for his work, but that alone. The flurry of blows had calmed down to steady taps. They were very insistent, yet there was no voice accompanying them. People usually declared their intentions when they were this persistent. But what else could it be? I had murdered Matt. The police would be after me. It's just... This was so soon. Fanatically soon. Had someone heard? Had a middle-aged woman been walking her dog outside when I beat him to a bloody pulp? No, these walls were thick. I remember one time Matt had thrown a party here and played some ridiculous pop music on those speakers he had. I had gone out of this house to get a bit of fresh air and escape the noise. What had caused my ears to scream one second became nothing but a mouse's whisper the next. The walls of the house were incredibly thick. Nevertheless, I looked through the people. There was a man, clad in the dark blue and black of the local police. He was wearing sunglasses, but I could see him stare directly back at me as he knocked on the door. And yet, he still didn't say anything. Why didn't he say anything? And if he was just knocking at the door, there was a back door in the kitchen, too. I could maybe slip out there, run away, forever. Damn the rest of the world, damn the book, I would go someplace so distant that this whole thing would be nothing more than a nightmare to me. Tasmania, maybe. Surely the things the book spoke of wouldn't reach me there. And then, I noticed it. I was still staring at the policemen through the people. The sunglasses were dark, but there was a little bit of transparency to them. A little bit of light reaching back to mine from underneath. There were no eyes. No, no, I, I know what I saw. Hidden behind those shades was nothing more than a blank sheet of skin, as though the skull was never meant to house eyes at all. That was... I thought back to the book. They were usually like this, it seemed. 
just there at the edge of reality, of possibility. It was not a police officer that stood outside the door, but the creation of Matt's last few moments on this earth. And that meant... It didn't mean anything good for me, that was for sure. The last one, the dishwasher with fish hooks for fingers. Why, those 18 dead bodies certainly came from somewhere. So many holes. So much blood. So thankful was I when I managed to wrench that page out of the book and light it on fire. And then I took the next page before Matt had tried to grab it back from me in a foaming rage. I burnt that one too. And Baker Street was still a mirage. That I was certain. Twelve missing children. Eight missing adults. Where did they go? To wherever curious folks go when they walk down streets that were never on any maps. You had to read, then burn. Otherwise, otherwise there was nothing that could be done. I could do that with this one, too. And yet, and yet I knew that he hadn't finished reading, had he? Just a sentence or two. That was all that manifested itself at the door. There were entire paragraphs to each entry. What would those other sentences say? My brain wanted to form patterns all around the thing. It was a book. Reading it caused the monstrous entries in its encyclopedia to become real. Burning the pages caused them to go away, where they counted as reading. Patterns. And yet... And yet, it was a book where reading the entries caused them to manifest themselves into the world as if they were fact. I hardly had a death total. It must have been in the thousands already. A hundred mysteries for a hundred precincts that would never be solved, and then a hundred more. It was too dangerous to trust. At all. It hated me. It hated all of us. That much was clear. And what better a weapon could there be for hatred than trickery? I felt safe in my knowledge of the thing, and then it inevitably betrayed that knowledge. That's what it wanted. Knock. 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 I seemed to be safe inside the house. Maybe it wanted me to let it in. Perhaps it operated like an, a vampire, this eyeless school. Maybe when the cops came, it would get them all, absolve me of my crime through violence. And then it would still be there. Knock. 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 I had to do something, but... If I was safe inside, then if I left, I didn't want to know. I didn't want it. I didn't want any of this. I wanted it to be a month ago. I wanted Matt to still be alive. I wanted... <laughs> and I was never getting what I wanted ever again. Waiting with death. Slowly, steadily. I had to eat. I had to go to work. Those things weren't optional. And there was no way with that thing just outside knocking. There might have been an answer in there on that last open page, an answer that if I didn't like it, I could toss it into the fire, and then I would be free to run to the other corner of the planet. I would be okay. It was a plan. Not a good plan, but it was better than any other. But in order for it to work, I had to make a fire. The pit that I prepared last time was outside in the backyard, and outside was the thing. Knock, knock, knock.
It was timing itself to the beat of my heart. I was surprisingly calm, especially with that disturbing knowledge. It could hear my heart, even behind that thick oak door. It was playing with me. Maybe. I had to have faith that it was bound by rules, just like the others. I grabbed a bunch of old books from Matt's library. It was a shame to waste literature like that, but a fire needs kindling. I cleared the living room where the floor was concrete, shoving all the furniture into the bedroom. It took a while. It hurt my back. Knock. 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 There was nothing in the living room but a pile of books and a box of matches that I had preemptively opened. Yes. It needed the rest of them. The match itself didn't work. I had already tried. And yes, I had Matt's fire extinguisher on hand. I wasn't going to be that stupid. Knock. 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 Three hours had passed. Three hours and the smell was getting worse. Three hours and I had only cleaned the blood off of my face. I went back into the office and kicked Matt's body for good measure. Felt a lot less cathartic than it had before. I was as ready as I'd ever be. Knock. 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 I shambled over to the book. I kept my eyes locked in narrow slits so that I saw nothing but shadows. I didn't want to accidentally read anything. I was standing right over it. Knock. 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 An otherworldly warmth radiated off the thing. It almost felt comfortable, like the first winds of summer blowing away a torrential spring rain. Everything about the book was too comfortable, yes. Even through the slits I had made my eyes into, I could make out the shape of the text. It curled elegantly along the page, a thousand times more beautiful than any calligraphy I had ever seen before. A faint smell of lavender swam from the page, getting me to forget the stench of congealed blood that wafted off my dead friend. I had only read what he had before. This would be my first time reading something new. Could I do something so I wouldn't wind up like him? I crossed myself. I hadn't been to church in three years. God wasn't watching or listening. I couldn't do anything to be different. I thought I was smarter. I thought I was kinder. But I was the one who had killed my friend, and not the other way around. How smart and kind could I be then? Smart and kind enough that I cared. If Matt had cared, he had barely done so a long while ago. I missed him. Even over the comforting aura of the book, I could feel my inner squirm. I opened my eyes. The beauty, always the beauty. Just so beautiful that it pained my eyes to glance away, but not so radiant that it stung like the sun. Harrow. The Harrow was born amidst the first earthquakes when the earth still reeled from the wounds that it had been given to it by the Father Sky. The earth screamed and howled, and from the weeping sinews of the underground, Harrow found its being. Harrow vowed upon his mother's bones that whomsoever committed a crime they would pay. 
He would wait on the threshold for three hours, and when the time passed and they remained uninvited, they would force themselves to be a guest in their travailer's home. But Hera was never a pleasant guest. Willingly accepted or not, Hera would find the trespasser and make them suffer the same fate of the earth. The trespasser of earth's sanctity would drown bleeding in mud until they screamed to the heavens for atonement. But Father Sky could not listen, for he was also dead. I wrenched my eyes free before I could start the next passage. Harrow was a simpler one than most. Almost welcome, if not for the fact that... Well, you get it. Three hours, killing criminals. It had been three hours. Knock. No knock. A creak as the door opened. I could hear the soft padding of footsteps from the other end of the house. Maybe Matt had read the whole passage. Maybe he hadn't. It didn't matter. I tore the story from the book and shivered as a silent scream passed through my spine. Clump. Clump. I refused to look. I struck the match. It didn't catch. I struck again. Nothing. I struck. Nothing. Strike. Fire. At the first sign of heat, I tossed the match onto my pile of books. They lit in an uproar of flame so hot that I staggered backwards, feeling the sharp prick of metal in my back. I felt the heat in my back, too. Not the fire, but a small, steady trickle. Red. I tossed the page onto the roaring flame. Just the heat, not the metal. I turned around. There was nothing behind me. I rubbed my hand over my back. I was bleeding. A lot. That had been Harrow. Justice for my crimes, so close, so far. I watched the flame shrivel the piece of paper to a crisp, and choked on the smoke all the while. I pulled the pin on the fire extinguisher. The flame was gone, the smoke was not. Someone was definitely going to call emergency services now, and it wasn't like I had much to do in the house anyways. I had to leave. I went out the back door after washing off my face and clothes. I probably still look suspicious, just not suspicious enough. There was a cop car right behind mine. Three police officers were leaning against the hood. They were all wearing sunglasses to a man. And there was a fourth officer off in the garden, digging a suspiciously large hole. The closest man smiled and waved at me as I balked at them. He asked me if I was having a good evening. I said, yes. He asked me if it was my house. I said no. He asked if it was worth it. I asked for clarification. He smiled and took a sheet of paper from his pocket. I could feel the heat and smell the lavender even from several feet away. I fell to my knees. I screamed. They gathered around me, smiling. I looked at their faces behind their sunglasses. Nothing. Of course. 
The first one showed me the piece of paper more closely. And even when his enemies deemed him destroyed, Harrow was still there. For he was born not of flesh and blood, nor pulp and fire. He was born of earth. And there he was. And there was my crime, sitting there in the house. There were a few flashes of heat. They weren't as painful as I expected. And yet I could barely cry as they tossed me in the hall to bleed into the mud and the dirt. Yes, it was worth it. That is what I said on my dying breath. It was. I had tried. I had tried to be good. I begged God to listen, to have pity. And then you heard this. Something listened. I know not what that thing was. Maybe it was God. Maybe it was the book. Maybe it was something in between. It was worth it. It was.